Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. This is a video games podcast. Is it? Yes. Uh, mm. We talk about all kinds of things on this show, Peter. Yeah, we do. Usually video game related. Well, it's a video games podcast. That's the thing yeah. about video games podcasts, isn't mm. it? They do tend to be about... Mm. Video games. They're very, there it is. He nearly, they drown, nearly choked on his water, but it's fine. Mm. Uh, we, of course, cannot do this show without our sponsor that we have every week. Mm. New sponsor every week. We say it's because we want to bring you a diverse and exciting variety of different sponsors so it doesn't get stale. The main reason is that none of them want to come back. They don't want to stick around. Uh, for some reason. I don't know why they don't want to be associated yeah, with us. It's not as though we butcher the reads that they give us. To it's, Well, speaking of mm. a read to be butchered, uh, Peter, I believe you've got the ad read there in front of you. I have, absolutely. Oh no! Oh, um, something terrible's happened, Ben. What, what has happened, Peter? On the wa- walking, wa- the walking to work. Uh-huh. That's all. One way. On the walking to work, I dropped my keys down the grid. Down the grid. The drain. Down the, the what? Down the floor hole in the street. Yeah, down the delicious floor hole. My keys are gone. Fortunately, I can call. Can you say fortunately again? Fortunately, yeah. I can call. Valentine's locksmiths. Oh, oh, what's that? Are you locked out of your house? Don't worry, because Jill, the master of unlocking, oh. will help you out. Jill Valentine's locksmiths. She'll smith your lock. She'll smith it good. Jill Smith. Jill Valentine Smith. It's high. F- Jill yep. Valentine Smith. Yes, yeah. Lock. Lock. Smith. Uh, Valentine's locks. Please. Uh, lo- please lose your keys so you, you require our service. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. What, what, what a wonderful ad and what an excellent, what an even more excellent read. Um, Thanks. Of course, that's a lie. We got you. We lied to you. We lied to you every week and you always fall for it, you, you chumps. idiots. You silly, you silly willies. Silly weasels. The, the whole bunch of you, this show is actually brought to us by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. They are the reason why we do this show. And of mm. course, we source all of our questions from Patreon. If you want to submit a question for the show, we ask every week. And you can do that by going to patreon.com forward slash team triple 
germ. If you follow us on social media, we always let you know that the post has gone up as well. Because I don't know how good Patreon is at saying like, oh, there's a new post on the, the there's page a new post that you follow. It's like, well, just follow us on uh, at triple at Team Triple Jump at Team Triple Jump. And when we say Twitter. when we say social media, we mean Twitter. 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 Yeah. Because Facebook is a horrifying wasteland. Why mm. are you still on that? We know that it's the only way your Auntie Gladys can contact you. But really, why are you what? there? You don't want Auntie Gladys to contact it's you. It's awful. What an awful place. Yeah. Anyway, we've got we've got a page if you'd like to like that. Peter, who sends the first question today? This is from Luke Boyle. Uh, and Luke Boyle says, Hello, lads. Happy Thursday. And oh. hope you've had a great week. That's when we record, by the way. Luke knows that we record confused. on Thursdays. Clever Luke. This is a strange question to word, so feel free to rip it to shreds. Oh, there you go, Peter. You've got the green light. Okay, what are the games, comma, that by all rights, comma, you should have loved based on your usual go-to genre but just missed the mark and disappointed you? I'm following so far. You're doing great. My most recent example is Final Fantasy XV 15. I love games like The Witcher and Horizon, so logically I should like FFXV according to the wife, but it's just not connecting with me yet. Love the channel and all the great work you boys do, comma, lots of love, Luke and Emma. Thank you very much, Luke and Emma. Not, not too butchery, that one, actually. No, it wasn't. If anything, it was butchered by the delivery rather than the writing. Yeah, the writing was fine. Yeah. I only read it like that because you told me. I, I expected yeah. it to be bad, but it wasn't. Peter was instructed to read it bad. By Luke and Emma. But that's a wonderful question. Thank you very much, uh, Luke and Emma. Luke and Emma. Luke, Luke and Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Luke and Emma. The 1,000th customer gets a lucky element, whatever. A lukewarm enema. lukewarm LMNP. There we go. We butchered your names. How does that feel? I would like to say very quickly, mm. <clears throat> in Luke's defense, I'm, I'm sure Emma had. I'm, I'm assuming Emma is 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 the wife rather than just a friend. Just a friend, is yeah. that? And Emma, just a friend. Yeah. Um, Emma's Emma's recommendation for Final Fantasy 15 is absolutely justified in that it's a wonderful game. However, if you like. There's a big difference between JRPGs and Western RPGs. Yeah. Uh, and when I say Western RPGs, I'm including The Witch. Obviously, that's Eastern Europe. But it's still... It's west of Japan. Mm. Um, so don't feel too disheartened for not really being able to get into it. It's a, it is a a big ask to go from a yeah. Western RPG to a JRPG. Although Final Fantasy XV was really good and I liked it a lot. I would say so. Like, you know, it's... Well, The Witcher and Horizon are super fun fantasy world RPGs that's not necessarily the same as playing Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, yeah, we did actually get another question that we we didn't include this week, but the person who submitted it, this is a shout out for you, even though I'm not mentioning you by name, Ooh. they asked about uh, the, the sort of definition of JRPG and how it's in, it's encroaching in all sorts of different games at the moment and what our definition of a JRPG, uh, or an RPG, sorry, would be. But an RPG in a traditional sense, sort of like a fantasy RPG. Yeah. You know, like a medieval set or, or some random world with monsters and so on. Um, I, d I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be too bothered if I were you that that, right. you, that you couldn't get into it because they are very different. Mm -hmm. Peter, is there something that you think you should have liked? Well, it's funny actually. You know, Luke mentions that you know he's a fan of the uh, Witcher and Horizon. I can't, I can't really explain my lack of love for The Witcher because okay. I I ought to absolutely love that game. Um, you know, I like fantasy RPGs. I like, you know, the likes of Skyrim and Oblivion. And everyone always says, oh, Bethesda need to watch out now. They're no longer top dogs when yeah. it comes to fantasy RPGs, open world. Because The Witcher, look at, look at that. It's doing great things. And <laughs> I look at it and I'm like, why don't I, why am I not hooked by this? 
because I like the world, I like the character, I like his profession, you know, it's all very interesting stuff. I think, I think it's just that it's the third entry, you know, Wild Hunt is the third entry in a series with something of a complex political history uh, within the game world. And although it's not integral to understand what's going on there, and I'm sure you pick it up as well, I guess I do, I've probably talked about this previously on videos and stuff. I've got a bit of a, not necessarily a, a FOMO thing, but like a, I've got an issue just coming into a series like halfway through. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's why I found it difficult to sit down and play The Witcher when, you know, in the first couple of missions, there's a lot of talk. I mean, you answer some multiple choice questions, don't you, to like establish what choices you made in the previous two games, right. even though you didn't play them maybe. Um, and I think that kind of put me off. A little bit like with Kingdom Come Deliverance. You know, that was the fairly hyper-realistic, if you want to call it that, first-person medieval RPG. And, you know, there was a lot of hype for that. People were saying it's a bit like Oblivion, but super-realistic. And, you know, medieval games, sword play and stuff, it's all very exciting. But it had, like, some just really complex European history in, in like, Hungary or Bulgaria or something. And I was just... That and it was boring as hell. Yeah. It's, it was a medieval sim, wasn't it, really? As it, was, it was. It was a, a game. Slog. It was and, a grindy uh, thing. What's, just out of interest, what's your experience with The Witcher 3? Have you given it... Have, what, what, what was I your... Own it. You own it on the, on the PC or the PlayStation? On the PlayStation. Oh, really? And I've, I, I've owned it for, you know, a couple of years. And mm -hmm. I sat down and I played probably about maybe an hour of it, maybe a bit less than that, 45 minutes. And then I think something meant that I had to turn it off because I right. had to go and, you know, do whatever. Um, and I'd never really switched it back on after that. It j I think it just didn't hook me. If anything, it, it sort of turned me off. You know, I went in thinking like, this is going to be great. I'm looking <laughs> forward to this. I think I, I think it was a present, actually. Oh, Um in fact, I'm hoping whoever gave it to me isn't watching now. It was either my fiance or my parents. Or Auntie Gladys on Facebook. Or possibly Auntie Gladys. Um, and I only played a little bit of it, and I thought it was really disappointing. So, uh, But I did ask for it. It's not like they gave me right. a bad present. Yeah, it wasn't like a Lynx Africa set or, yeah. or something like that. That's interesting. I do totally get what you mean in terms of jumping into a series halfway through. Mm -hmm. I had to do that with Mass Effect 2. Um, I'd, again, I had to do that with The Witcher 3. Yeah. I hadn't played any of the other ones because they weren't on PlayStation. That's mm -hmm. all I had. And... Um, yeah, you do. It, it does a great job of introducing you, but you do sort of have to just barrel through mm. and not be too bothered by that kind of thing. Yeah. So I do understand if that puts you off. But equally, you don't you don't have a fair amount of gaming free time. No. And that probably, I imagine, didn't didn't help things because you yeah. couldn't commit the God knows how long it would take to like properly reach a point where you sort of understand. Yeah, what's going I think on. it's a combination. It's that because it's not just I don't like to go in a game and not understand the backstory because I've played, you know, I really enjoyed Oblivion and Skyrim hmm. and I've played a little bit of Morrowind, but not the others. And, you know, that has a long and complex history about, you know, what the elves are getting up to and Those naughty elves. all the different cities and provinces and things like that. And, uh, you know, I, I was fine. I had no issue with that. But um, I don't know. I guess it feels a bit more involved in The Witcher. You mm -hmm. know, in in the likes of Skyrim, while there is a bunch of, like, geopolitical stuff going on, you don't actually have to get involved in it if you don't want to. And maybe right. that, that's what helps in that respect. So, I don't yeah. know. No, that's fair enough. I, I, I totally get where you're coming from. What about you? Uh, I mean, straight off the bat, this year, Sekiro. I, oh, I should have loved that game. should have loved that game. I should love that game still. Mm. I should have gone back to it by now and thought, 
you know what? I was wrong. I really love this because I went through the same thing with um, with Demon Souls and Dark Souls. Right. When they first came out back in 2009 and 20, I want to say 2011. Yeah. Um, and I, I tried to play them and I was not good and I didn't understand and I did my best and then I just sort of gave up on them. Hmm. But I fortunately had, and there's, I can't remember what the term for it is, but I'm definitely one of these now uh, where you find, you have a friend or you just find someone who plays the game who's basically like... Uh, sort of a scholar of the world, if you will, or a oh, scholar right, yeah. of the game who can play with you and sort of guide you through it and help you through it. And, mm-hmm. and I had that in my friend Simon. And he helped me through Demon... He helped me through Dark Souls first, I think, and then we went back and played Demon Souls together. Right. Um, but before that, I wasn't into it at all. I couldn't, oh, okay. couldn't get into it because it was... it was the, the, the learning curve was too steep and there were other things to play. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is stupid, I hate it. And Sekiro, I can appreciate, is 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 an outstanding game, as I've said several times on this podcast. But it's just, it's just not for me. It's not a Souls game, and and I I don't mean that in sort of a a petty way, where mm. it's like, well, it's it's not a Souls game. Yeah. It's like I'm coming from the Dark Souls and Bloodborne series, and and sort of hoping for more of that, really. And this was a total departure, which is for some people excellent, but for me, wasn't wasn't quite right. Right. Also, just I was going through some stuff in my personal life, and it was I don't want to play a hard game right now. It's going to make me frustrated. Yeah. And uh, and so it's sort of it's it's sort of got a black mark on it at the moment. And I, don't, I may go back to it at some point, but for now, I'm just not interested. I'm curious to see what the Elden Ring is. Oh yeah, but me I'm too. Just not interested in Sekiro at all. Okay, which is a shame because I should I should love it. Yeah, I should love it. Yeah, you should love it. Well, speaking of things that we're not playing, mm. it's time to talk about some things that we play in. Oh, we play in. We play in. Peeper, yes, we play. In. Uh, well, um. I've just started live streaming A Bug's Life on PS1, and I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how far through are you? Um, I got like five or six levels in. Yeah. Um, it's got a very um, changeable uh, level duration, partic- particularly at the beginning. You know, there's like one of the levels is just a boss, mm. and uh, you know, is over in in about five minutes. Uh, a couple of them are, are really quite extensive areas that you have to go around doing all your collectathoning, and uh, you have to like grow seeds that give you certain plants so that you can like climb up areas and bounce, and you know they there's all kinds of like clever plants that you, you have to grow. Mm. Um, but uh, there's also there's an interesting level where I don't know if you've seen a Bug's Life the movie or yes. indeed if you played the game. Lo- it's been a long time since I've seen the film. Mm. I don't think I had that one on PlayStation. Right. Well, in the in the film, you might remember, in order to get from Ant Island, where he lives, yes. across the river, he climbs up onto a dandelion. Oh, yeah, he uses a, a, a seed. A little seed from a dried-up mm. dandelion, and he flies away. Well, there's a level where you do that. So you grow your dandelion, and it you, the level can be over in about two minutes if you just... Because you start up on the cliff edge grow the dandelion, you jump in and grab a dandelion mm-hmm. seed, and then you can just float pretty much straight to the exit, and that's it. But um, it being a Disney movie tie-in from the 90s, noughties, I suppose, uh, there's a heavy collectathon aspect to it. So you have to, like, spell out your name, F-L-I-K, okay. flick. You have to find 50 little pieces of grain, and you have to defeat all the enemies mm-hmm. um, using a special kind of berry to throw at them. Right, and uh, so it's a, it's a way of actually extending what could be really quick levels, like the boss fight as well. 
there's uh, there's a, a couple of enemies that you have to defeat who are like flying around near the boss and uh, you have to explore the entire arena and find the letters and the grain. So mm. it's actually it's quite an interesting game in that it looks horrible. It's a bit like <laughs> it's a good replacement for the the Harry Potter and the Star Wars that I played right, previously. Right, we just sort of le- are you slowly going up the graphical scale? I don't know if we're even going up. I think probably Sliding Harry Potter Sliding along the graphical plateau. Well, possibly. I think Harry Potter despite its weird horrible faces looked best out of the three oh. games thus okay. far. Bugs Life doesn't look that good, um, and it doesn't actually control that well. But I quite like how they've adapted the both the the scenes from the movie into the game, into playable playable levels, mm. and also how they've made some of those playable levels much more playable and replayable because of the collectathon aspect. So right. I think it's a commendable effort. Okay. I'm enjoying playing it. People, a lot of people seem to be feeling very nostalgic about it. I thought it was a fairly niche game. But mm. for some reason, the audience went went mad for it. Ballistic, ballistic over like certainly more than they did for the Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's nice, and oh, uh, that is nice. you can join you can join me on Mondays, three pm BST, if you want to watch me play some more Bugs Life. Yeah, well, you can catch the vod later in the week. Yes, you can. You can catch up on everything that's been aired so far on the channel, youtube.com forward slash team triple triple jump. It is Team Triple Jump, isn't it, across everything? Yeah. We couldn't get Triple Jump because it's some stupid athletics channel, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of stinkies. Uh, ben, what are you playing? Well, it's it's going to be the same old for me, I'm afraid. Um, I've just got a code for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Uh, hopefully, well, I, I can't say for sure, but certainly coming soon on the channel, we'll do some coverage of that. Uh, but I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Right. And I was away last weekend, so I didn't play anything then. Uh, I checked in on uh, Borderlands 2 because I'd, now that I've finished the Fight for Sanctuary free DLC mm. that, that bridges the gap to Borderlands 3, which, by the way, has gone gold now, which is very exciting, oh. ahead of its release next month, next month maybe, and maybe later, I can't remember. Very soon, though. Yeah. Very soon. Um, it, it seems like only a minute. This is the 25th podcast that we've done, and it seems like at the start of the year I was talking about how excited I was for the for an eventual sequel to Borderlands, yeah, we've had the announcement, and it's coming soon. It's, you can watch the entire story, the whole saga, over twenty five plus hours. I wish I'd held on to the merchandising rights. Am, am I right? Yeah, uh, George George R. R. Lucas, oh. that's his name, isn't it? Yeah, Jar Jar is the key to all this. <laughs> sure is. So there's there's a raid boss at the end of the DLC, which they they usually isn't a lot of the DLCs, uh, just some ridiculously overpowered thing. And I've got all the necessary equipment to fight it because they introduce a new weapon tier, which is like rainbow colored. Oh, which is very nice looking, oh, but nice. extremely rare. And if you hold a full set of this rainbow gear i think you need a like a shield uh, a class mod or, or a relic or something and a particular weapon in the boss area you run at like three t- you move at three times the speed you normally would oh, really which is which is really fun but also this boss is absurdly hard in terms of the damage it deals and then it just buggers off down a tunnel after a certain period of time and gets oh. all its health back and it's like, ah this is cool um so I'm playing through, I was doing it on the, the equivalent of New Game Plus 2. Right. So it was pretty hard. And uh, me and my friend are replaying it on the default difficulty and are going to give it a go on uh, on that instead to see if it's a little bit easier to kill. Okay. It might be. Who knows? Um, so I played a little bit of that. And apart from that, just jumped into some Crash Team Racing. New Grand Prix coming up. Grand Prix is in out fact, now. The time of release, yeah, it's out now. I've got no idea who's in it at the time of recording. Um, is it Spyro this one? No, this is Baby Baby T 
who's the little T-Rex baby oh, from nice. Crash 3, who you ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Baby Crash and Baby Coco. Oh. As, as in, I don't think they're skins. I think they're whole new playable characters. Weird. And the, uh, the track is... Uh, a prehistoric dinosaur one to match Baby T. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baby T is unlockable at um, bronze on nice. the on the bar thing, the unlockable nitro thing, and I'm guessing the other two are unlockable in the store. Yeah, and then you get the gold tier is probably a skin for him of some kind, just like yeah, the last time. I think it is, yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll, I'll probably jump into that. I probably won't play it as religiously as I did the last one. Right. Because I finished in the top 5% of players, well and I, I haven't had my, my special car yet. Oh. It's not happened yet. It, lots of forum angry forum and Reddit posts like, where is it? It's not unlocked. I don't understand. But the new Grand is it finished now? Is the Grand Prix finished? Grand Prix's finished, yeah. It finished l- last week. Oh, right. Okay. Because yeah. the, the new one doesn't technically start until like the 2nd of August, I think. Yeah. I don't think it starts straight away. I think it's like the second. So maybe Yeah, there was a few days break. Maybe around then you might get it. Well, that's what it says. People are saying to check in game and the, the scrolling ticker tape along the bottom of the screen says Grand Prix resets and uh, on this date and then Grand Prix Nitro rewards coming soon. So it says Nitro rewards rewards because I'm assuming they were the Nitro girls, is that what they were? The the Team Nitro they Team were, Nitro yeah. and you got Nitro points but obviously it's called nitro fueled so i don't know if that implies you'll get prehistoric points oh, this time mm-hmm. or something paleo I, points I, exactly bony points yeah i don't know uh, but presumably i'll get my cart soon but i worked really hard for it you did and i haven't got it and now i just feel a bit deflated you'll so, get it I'm so sure. i don't know i'll unlock the i'll unlock the dino boy but i won't go for the yeah won't that's go what for i the did skins and stuff anymore I'm just, I'm just going for the characters pretty much i'm not like too fussed i did kind of want that crash bike but i didn't want it enough to to carry on with the grind was that the skin the, sorry the bike the biker skin not the crash bike was that one of the rewards yeah it was the it was the ah. silver reward i think okay yeah because yeah. i've got that but i couldn't remember how i got it i think they're probably now that the grand prix is over i bet you can buy it all in the uh, in the pit stop well um, how, how? But how might you go about that? Because it takes how, a long time to unlock in-game currency. Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's it's always been a bit of a grind, which is which has struck everyone as kind of annoying and strange that you get rewarded with too few Wumper coins mm. and you just have to play forever. <clears throat> MacIver the Mark is our second question. Hey guys, after it's just been announced, Crash Team Racing is going to have microtransactions added to the game. How do you feel this will affect the game and what it means for the wider gaming market as more and more traditionally single-player games are having these monetary vehicles added to them boo boo activision boo, boo. this game sold a bajillion like a literal bajillion copies it did actually it's, 25 it's ba- the best-selling game of all time copies no, yeah everyone true. in the world especially auntie gladys has six of them mm. they didn't need to do this no um it was i mean it was always sort of a risk from the start and they were praised it's it's bizarre isn't it i don't think i think Honestly, all review scores should probably be tweaked yeah. because everyone was praising Activision for not including microtransactions and that it was all just the, the store was free and you could earn the coins even though it was a bit of a grind. And yeah. then literally a month and a half later, here come the microtransactions this is for the thing. money. I think they waited deliberately, um, partly so that sales wouldn't be affected at launch mm-hmm. because people being angry like when Battlefront came out, for example, that it was literally the microtransactions and the in-game currency that affected the launch. Um, I think they also waited so that the reviews would be better at launch. Mm-hmm. And I think they also waited so that people got used to the current level of grind in the game yeah. so that they're able to say, 
oh, I've seen a statement from them, actually. I think they said, it will not affect the way you can currently unlock um, stuff, but it's just a way to speed it up. Great. So because there wasn't really any major complaints from the audience up to this point saying, oh, it's it takes too long. I know people sort of said, oh, it takes, takes a long time, but you know, no one was outraged. It wasn't con- controversial. And because we've not said, it takes too long, they're able to say, well... You don't think it takes too long, so we're going to leave it like that, and you yeah. can do that, but you can go faster. It's just a dick move. Yeah. It's so unnecessary, and they waited until the first Grand Prix was out of the way so they could get the rub from that as well, and everyone's saying, wow, what a novel idea, including us. Yeah. What a novel idea that is. That's great. It keeps me wanting to come back. The The amount of Wumper coins you got, it, it's so criminally low. It's mm. honestly only worth, if you want to get coins, you have to play online and you have to play at the weekend. Yeah. Those are the, because you get multipliers for, you get a daily multiplier for playing online anyway, and you get a weekend multiplier on top of that. But that doesn't, that's not uh, sort of indefinite at the weekend. You can only play for like maybe an hour or so, yeah. an hour or so of racing, and then it goes back to getting 20 coins. And these carts are 4,500 coins. Yeah just ridiculous it's always been crap and now their their true their true colors are revealed yet again um and it's such a shame the uh the one saving well it's not a saving grace but uh at, at least um so so far mm. everything in the store in the in the pit stop in the game is um just cosmetic you know yes the, at no point are people at the moment able to buy Wumper fruit, Wumper coins, and uh, benefit from that in a race and no. you know, go faster. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that goes, won't we? Um, certainly, people will be able to uh, buy everything everything if they want to and just yeah. look the flashiest. I guess that's what we've talked about this a lot in various other podcast episodes. Uh, that's the the whole point of these cosmetic microtransactions. Mm. Um, but it's still kind of annoying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, If it was from launch, that would be crap. Mm. But at least it would level the playing field. Everyone would know where they stand. As it currently stands, as we record now, before this is introduced... Everybody who's racing in any kind of cart, with any kind of character, with any kind of skin, with any kind of decal or customization applied, they've earned that through playing. And they've decided to buy that stuff because that's the character they like Mm. and that's what they want to look like. Now, it feels like it's just cheapened all of of the efforts that that those people, and myself included, and you, have put into unlocking the stuff we wanted to unlock because someone can just buy it now if they want. And, you know, if you don't play online... I suppose, who cares, right? But yeah. if you don't play online, I don't know how you're able to afford any of this stuff anyway. No, that's true. It's just, this whole thing, it's not like, it's it's morally reprehensible. It's just it's just a bit of a letdown. It's, it's true, just, actually. It's just a predictable letdown. When you say about, you know, people who've earned the stuff, I used to, as I've said on a previous podcast, I used to play a lot of um, Halo 3 multiplayer, and that game had um, customizable armor, um, but as, as far as I remember, they, it was only unlockable in game for like doing doing special things, reaching certain levels in in multiplayer matchmaking. I might be wrong. Maybe you could buy them, but I don't think you could. Um, and you would occasionally see this like crazy, you know, Power Rangers style helmet, or like you know, <laughs> it's got all like bits coming off it, yeah. and you would know, wow, this guy or girl is really good at the this game. This guy flips. Yeah, this right? guy knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. um, and. At the moment, that's what it's like in Crash. You know, if you're racing online and someone 
whizzes past you with like a flashy skin. They're in like some special um, character outfit and their car's got glowing wheels. You're like, oh, wow, they've been they've been really putting their effort into this yeah. game and they've earned all that stuff. Now, if that happens, I'll be like, all right, well, you've got dad's credit card. Yeah, I wonder how they? much your dad paid for yeah. that, my dude. The only way that you'll be able to differentiate differentiate yourself truly now is with these um, Grand Prix re- rewards because you don't buy them, but you, you unlock them. I think they, they might be purchasable after each Grand Prix is up. Well, that's true. So there'll be a one month period where, yeah, you only are able to get that by earning it. But I think, I think after that, everything mm. that was an unlockable thing will be for sale and pit stop. I don't know that for sure, but that's what I think is going to happen. It's probably likely. Yeah. And not just that, Peter, mm. but also as as someone who raced a lot during the last Grand Prix, yeah. you tend to find that, that people all look the same during the Grand Prix because everyone goes for the fastest racer mm. and they all race in the same carts because they want to get that bonus They've percentage. So even if they're not all just purchasing stuff that they can purchase with actual money... The people who do want to differentiate differentiate themselves are all just going to look the same. Yeah. In fact, it's so refreshing playing at the moment during this period where there's no Grand Prix because everybody looks different. Yeah. Whereas during the Grand Prix, everybody's racing in the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it sucks. It sucks. It's 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 utterly predictable, but also a massive shame. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Oh well. From one weird thing to another. Is it? Is it time? Is it? It's time for weird news. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Peter Austin. Yeah. I understand you may have brought some weird. This microphone smells. What are people, yeah, are people mine does sneezing as well. on it? What are you doing? Yeah, they both. Cultaholic, stinky wrestling boys. Come on. They both smell. Um, you got some weird news for me? I have. Go on then. Do you want to hear the news? I would love to hear the news. This just in. This news. just in. This just in. Cat baths in Twitch streamer's PC, knocking him <laughs> off air. <laughs> okay, good. Now, it's not just that headline, it's the way they've written it up. Um, that makes me makes me 
enjoy this. Okay. This is from Polygon.com. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Owen S. Good. Owen's good. Owen's good. He's written a good... There's a, there's a clip you can actually see. Basically what happens is um, someone is playing some kind of FPS. He's got a picture-in-picture. Some picture, sort of nonsense. Yeah. Some kind of rubbish gun game. Mm. He's got picture-in-picture face cam, and uh, the cat meows slightly weirdly twice, <laughs> almost in a, sl- a somewhat distressed help, way. Help me. Yeah. And he turns towards the cat, which is off out of, out of frame, and he goes, what's the matter, buddy? And then, he go, and then you hear a sort of liquidy... Oh, no. And he goes, oh, oh. And then it it just cuts off. Oh, that's fantastic. So let me just read this. Okay. Again, this is according to Polygon.com. Science has proven that nothing causes humans to act faster than the sound of a cat hawking up a steamy cartridge of fancy feast. <laughs> oh, great. And yet this Twitch streamer was still too late to save his broadcast. Joe, who streams as Jaded Blue was in the middle of Escape from Tarkov on Wednesday when his cat waltzed in and announced he had something important to share. Hey, what's the matter, buddy? Joe says. Solid and liquid is the matter, as the cat's lunch makes an encore appearance, followed by Twitch's cheerful technical difficulties card. Fantastic. Uh, Joe reported back via Twitter what had happened. Content warning, cat throw up. Uh, (laughs) There's a photo of the sick... Oh wow, that's a lot of it. It's chunky, isn't that's, it? That's an um, that's a poorly cat. It looks like that cat ate way too much as well. Yeah, so he's got like an open top vent on the on the top side of his computer, which is the problem here. Mm. Uh, he, so he said on Twitter, "Well, guys, I'm not going to be streaming for a little bit during the streamer. Kelsia or Kelsier got sick and ended up puking directly into my computer. So until it's fixed, <laughs> it has been fun." What do you do at that point? Because you you shouldn't expect a PC repair person to have to clean the sick out of the PC. Well, no, but it sounds like he kind of might have done that because there is an update later on. Looks like the kitty puked directly into the topside vent of Joe's PC, which sits on the floor. As a cat owner who has seen one get off... Who has seen one get off a cat tree? What's a oh? Is that like a toy thing? I'm assuming it's some sort of something that that cat owners buy their cats. And yeah, they're, and they're not appreciated. As a yeah, definitely not. They'll just scratch up the skirting board instead. <laughs> As a cat owner who has seen one get off a cat tree, walk into the dining room, and then bath directly into a floor vent there, the floor seems like an unwise location for an expensive piece of co- consumer electronics. This has been a fear of mine ever since I've owned an open-top case, correctly notes Reset-era commenter Gluka. Thanks, Gluka. Oh, thanks, Gluka. A friend's cat pissed in an open-case PC and on a brand-new graphic card, claimed Clavin, who, I mean, really is likely the friend here. Oh, I see. You know, he's saying it actually happened to him. Right. Uh, The cable management is worse than the puke, observed play all the games. Great. Others performed a forensic examination of the evacuated <laughs> evacuated contents. We don't need to hear about the details of what they thought about the sick. Um, but here's where it here's where we get the detail. Mm-hmm. Update. Joe checked into Twitter this afternoon to say that the cat, named Kelsia, is okay and just had a stomach bug. The gaming PC, however, is not so lucky. Well, boys and girls, the news is in. Most of the computer is fried. The only salvageable parts were my PSU, my SSD and HDD and the case. So that means someone kind of just went digging around in a sicky computer. Oh, no. Yeah. That's not what anyone wants to be doing. Um, My favorite part, probably, about this entire thing is the URL 
which is polygon.com forward slash a load of numbers forward slash Twitch streamer cat vomit PC. <laughs> um, and the piece of news that I almost brought just for its URL, because the story itself isn't that weird, okay. is that um, in, in GTA Online, there's a reference to bully. There's like this sort of image that looks like um, the the kind of crest from the school okay. um, that has been drawn. It's some kind of decal you can get. Um, and so people are saying, oh, it might be a sequel. And for some reason, Polygon did a joke URL, uh, which says, uh, at the end, it says, slash bully sequel announced fall 2020 news embargoed do not publish. <laughs> and they, at the bottom of this article, they've put an, a comment saying, we're really sorry about the URL that we did. It was a joke. Oh, no. We're going to remove it. But at the moment, they haven't actually removed it. People uh, will believe anything. I don't think they, they should re- uh, uh, remove it. No, they honest. shouldn't. People are dumb. <laughs> Embargoed. Do not publish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Mm. That was weird. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, you're welcome. So have you heard of uh, Cyberpunk 2077? I have, yes. That's the Cyberpunk game. Now, if you were to tell Auntie Gladys that you wanted Cyberpunk 2077, Auntie Gladys from Facebook, that you wanted Cyberpunk 2077 for slash Birthdolls. She would be amazed that they've already made 2,076 cyberpunk games. Well, she wouldn't know which one to get you, no. which would be the issue. Um, what she might buy you, though, is she, she'll do a little a cursory Google mm. where she'll type in google.com and then when she loads it, she also types google.com into the search bar yeah. and, and then searches from there. Uh, and and what she may end up accidentally buying you is Cyberprank 2069. Oh, no. So this is a game called Cyberprank 2069. It was removed from Steam. Okay. I have looked this game up. Uh, it is... It's tenuous to call it a game. We've, right. we've often talked about asset flips on this, we have, on this podcast. We have, yes. And this is definitely that. Someone has, has essentially paid for some kind of development kit maybe maybe unity i'm not sure what but it's a very basic city that you slowly walk around in in first person and all of the streets are shut off and every corner there's an npc who is unmoving who you talk to with no voiceover and you just pick various dialogue and the game the game lasts about 10 minutes oh god and the the city's just been decked out to kind of look futuristic so Mm -hmm. on some of the buildings there's like big holograms of animations they've clearly bought that are dancing around advertising fake things it's it's dreadful basically it's everything you would imagine it to be but here's the story okay this comes from pc gamer right and who wrote it jody mcgregor thank you jody Cyberprank 2069, formerly known as Cyberpunk 2069. Oh, really? Was a real game you could buy on Steam up until a couple of days ago. And I will say this this was actually from last week. This is from a week ago. Mm-hmm. Its original store description summed it up like so. This is a new generation RPG game. True simulation of life in the world of the future. In 2069, people will be enslaved by a race of intelligent computers. Now it is Cyber Ghetto. A race of intelligent computers. Apparently, there's no mention of these in the, in the actual right. game from no, what I saw. You're, you're hunting down an android. It's basically a massive ripoff of Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I say a massive ripoff, it's not like... Harrison Ford has to be concerned, probably. But no. you're, you're looking for an android for some reason, even though everyone's been enslaved, apparently, by a race of computers. And you're in a cyber ghetto. Spoilers, the detective is a 
an android himself. He's a rep. He's a he's a, a replica. A replica. Yes, the main character is a cop from the past. What? Okay, right. his task is to become the most wealthy resident of the city of the future. It is wild how inaccurate that description is to the game. What? There are plenty of cheap-looking neon aesthetic games on Steam, but what got Cyberpunk 2069 in trouble is that after changing the blah, is that after changing the store description a few times, developer Cyber Cyberpath is the developer settled on this. So I'll read it to you now. That looks a bit like our font they've used there. It is quite simple. In fact, it might be our font. What do you think? It's very close. It's pretty close to the logo. The font. C looks different, but. Most of it looks identical. Cyberprank 2069. This is the this is the old description. Or mm. the new I say the old the new one before it was taken down. Right. Thanks to everyone who bought this joke game before the seventh sorry, this is an American date, before the twenty second of July twenty nineteen. Each of you will receive a copy of Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven as a Christmas present. The funniest review will win collector's edition, is what it said. <laughs> right. Which sure makes it sound like an attempt to bribe people into writing Steam reviews for a chance to win a collector's edition of Cyberpunk 2077. Obviously that's against Steam's policies, even without the suggestion that everyone who bought this US dollar ten game uh, was going to get a free copy of Cyberpunk for Christmas, the actual Cyberpunk. Right. Do we need to point out that's pretty unlikely? That's pretty unlikely. Cyberpunk 2069 has since been removed from Steam, but players who did buy it are reporting that the executable keeps running even after the game is closed, perhaps in an attempt to artificially inflate playtime past the two-hour refund window. Oh. Yeah. Cheeky. So there we go. Not only is this game horrifying and obviously massively litigious, uh, it's awful, it's lied in its original description then in its second description said everyone was going to get a free copy of the thing it was meant to be spoofing right and that the best the funniest review would get a collector's edition at which point it was immediately taken down because it was just bribing people to uh, to leave reviews and then it appears to be running in the background so people can't get refunds when they close it okay well i'm just glad because at first i thought you meant that the funniest review would get a collector's edition of cyberprank 2069 <laughs> and i couldn't even imagine what that might entail. I would love to see that. Maybe yeah. a shoebox of, of used tissues, mm, perhaps. Delicious. It'd be really nice. Mm. Well, that was weird news. It was. That was pretty weird. It's time to move on to another question, Peter. Yes. Uh, this is from Robert James, two first names, um, who says, Have you ever wanted to buy official merchandise belonging to a game franchise that you love? Yes. Official is in brackets. Brackles. 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 Yes. Okay, let's do the big discussion. Yeah, next now. next one. Um now what have you uh what have you ever wanted to or actually bought? Official. Official. Mm. Uh one example that I can cite because there's a lot of great stuff that comes with collector's editions. Yeah. That I have on occasion in the past bought just say the figurine that comes with the collector's right. edition. Like separately like, online. Yeah, like months after on eBay mm. or something. But that's not me officially buying it. There's a really, really well-detailed and really cool-looking Bloodborne action figure. When I say action figure, statue. Yeah. Like a 116th replica of a hunter from the old Hunters DLC. Mm -hmm. uh, they sell it on the PlayStation Gear store, like the official official PlayStation outlet for various first-party titles and some, you know, you can buy a PlayStation scarf if you wanted to. I don't oh. know. Don't, don't know what it is. I'm not sure that's right. 
but it costs £374.99. Ouch. So I, I have never bought it, but I occasionally look at it and, and imagine what life would be like if it was mine. Yeah. And, and, I can't, and it's, not, it's not a good time. Mm-hmm. I can't afford to eat. No. Um, most of my furniture's gone. It's just a small statue in the middle of the floor. Yeah. And, uh, and I praise it. You just sort of, that's all you've got. It's it's my only it's companionship. It's my sustenance. It's it's my my love, my fire, my only desire. Yeah. Um, what about you, Peter? Yeah, I don't I don't generally buy stuff like I don't tend to get collector's editions for things that ha- that come with you know big figurines and stuff. But I'm sometimes tempted to buy them almost you know secondhand online. Mm. One thing that I did buy officially from the official provider of the merch official. was the Spyro uh, incense burner that sits behind us in our in our setup downstairs, in our yeah. streams and things. Um, it's a cool look. It, it looks like a, uh, a statue. That's why I got it. I didn't get it to burn my incense. Peter's but, um, a big incense fan. I am, yeah. He's very stressed. Have you seen the Crash Team Racing one that they've done? Mm, I think I might have done. Does it come out the Smoke exhaust? Smoke comes out the exhaust, right. yeah. It's yeah. really good. It's clever. That's cool. Is it the same sort of price? I don't know, actually. I've not seen. I've not looked at how much it is. Because that's like 25 quid. It's not bad, is it? Yeah, no. Even though it's just hollow plastic, but it's official. Some people did actually burn incense in theirs, though, as, uh, which you would if that's what you're into. Weird. And it would, like, melt the inside of the of the thing. I think you're, you only, you're only allowed to use official incense, right? I've heard reports as well that people's Spyro statues just started melting because they, they, they differed from the actual brand. I don't think there's any official uh, <clears throat> incense that they sell with it. Oh, is there? Uh, yeah, I bought some. I bought some. It was a present for my ex-girlfriend. You bought some Spyro incense? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they're like they're they're weird little, little cones. Um, they're like multicolored cones. Yeah, 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 the little cone incense. I didn't know that they had any official ones, but... They were... Mm, I mean, they weren't branded, but they were but they sort were of on... Spyro colors, and they were, they were a suggested purchase on the same site, and that was the only incense burner they sold. So okay. I'm assuming that maybe... Yeah. They were well, it's, I think um, some of the issues, like so I think there's various little incense cones that you can get, and people have just been burning the wrong ones. Like I think some just burn at a higher temperature. I guess right. So <laughs> you just need to be careful what you burn in there. Um, Steel wool. Yeah, they they also have now brought out one that's completely bright green, the same Spyro incense burner, oh. which I think is a reference either to the cheat that you can put in where Spyro just goes, there's various different color ones, but I don't know why they would do green specifically. Or I think it might even be a reference to the fact that originally as a character, Spyro was going to be green, but they changed um. him to purple because he was blending in with the grass all the time. <laughs> they thought it didn't look very good. Could it be a crystal dragon thing? Maybe. But he's not really that kind of, he's got like white eyes. Oh. Like he's, he's, it's just his skin just is colored. green. Yeah. That's bizarre it is. maybe they misprinted a load of them and they're like yeah. oh someone will buy these we'll just say it's a reference to the cheat or the, <laughs> the original design yeah. um, some nerd the other thing uh, so that's something that i have bought something that i would like to buy but probably never will um is like a first for figures there's two spyro ones one came out like a couple of years before they even announced reignited trilogy it was just mm. like oh we brought out a spyro figure for some reason weird why would they do that yeah so there's one where it's like the pose from the front of the Spyro the Dragon 1 box art where he's sort of standing on a with his claws out and stuff. And then there's a, another one they've now brought out which um, is like a reignited licensed one. Mm. Um, and they're both like $250, I think. Wow. Um, I recognize that name first for figures. They might have even been the people that, that do the, uh, the, blood, do the Bloodborne really figures. Yeah. yeah. Very premium stuff. There's a $200... 
Nox statue from Beyond Good and Evil 2. That game's not even come out yet. He's just, <laughs> he's the chimp from the trailer. And oh my God. I kind of want it, but I'm not spending, I think that's $200. And actually they had a limited number. I think they had like 60 full-sized ones available. Wow. That cost like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I was. I think they were for companies to buy. Basically. Yeah, I found a website like that as well that sells full-size video game things. Yeah. There was a there was a Kratos one. Right. Just like a like the new Kratos with his axe and everything. Mm-hmm. It's like nearly a thousand dollars. Yeah. And you, you can just buy them from this website. I mean, I didn't know that you could buy these and now I want it more than anything, <laughs> yeah. even though I don't know what I would do with it. Where you would put it. It's fantastic, though. Um, I used to, or well, really, my uncle, my gaming uncle used to go to an independent video game store near him and he would occasionally take me along. And the guy who owned this place um, once uh, had armed police storm his house because someone had been walking past his house and sort of through the <sighs> net curtains, they'd seen a full-size Lara Croft with a gun in her hand. Oh, wow. And thought there was <laughs> a lady in there uh, with with a gun and a large pair of breasts. She's armed. She's and, armed. And dangerous. And uh, and has strange standards of beauty that we shouldn't, we shouldn't aim for. I feel threatened because it doesn't compute. They, it doesn't make sense. They then took the statue as evidence. Oh, no. And he didn't get it back for months. And when he did... The fingers were in a plastic bag because they'd snapped off. Why? And he said, like, it, this is like a very limited edition statue. It's now gone from being worth, you know, hundreds of pounds probably to not much. I can't believe you haven't told this story before. Yeah, no, I've, I the, don't know the, why. The I... armed police arrested Lara Croft at your uncle's I've, house. No, not my uncle's house. Oh. Oh, I thought you said your uncle. No, he, the guy who owned the game shop. Oh, okay. All right. No, my, my uncle didn't get held at at rifle point no i know your uncle's not lara croft no is he no he's not oh okay no but the guy it wasn't just the statue that got held at rifle point it was the guy it was the man as well Well, because they'd been told on the phone right okay there's someone in there with a gun Mm -hmm. and then they turn up at the house bust it down and the first thing they do is aim a gun at the first person that they see and he's naked and making out with his lara croft well probably with his lara in his home yeah he can do what he wants with that's up to him but then it came back and it had no fingers anymore yeah how are you gonna kiss a statue with no fingers yeah because you only want to kiss it on the hand obviously exactly you want to be chivalrous like a knight well you could just kiss it you could take the fingers with you and kiss them wherever in on fact, the go. this may have been a blessing. Yeah. He's got pocket fingers now. Mm. He can take Lara with him wherever he goes. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Uh, what question was that? Yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, Robert. <laughs> thank you, Robert. It's time for an even bigger discussion. Some it would is. say it is a big, big discussion. discussion. Big. Ben. Put. Who is this from and what do they say? The big discussion this week, Peter, comes from Caroline O'Brien. Hmm. Caroline O'Brien. Caroline O. Brian. Oh, Brian. Hi, Big Ben and Tiny Peeper. Hi. Long time listener, first time patron here. Thank you, Caroline. Oh, thank you very much, Caroline. That's very nice. Recently, I very nearly busted into Sweet Caroline there, but I stopped myself. But I'm saying it it out loud. I know, but I I stopped myself because I'm sure Caroline would hate it. Yeah. Sweet O'Brien. Do you get that one much? That's a new one for you. I bet you hate that too. I used to work with a lady called Jolene, and you can just oh, imagine. Oh, no. I've never met a real Jolene, but yeah. Jolene. 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 <laughs> you know it. God's sake. Recently, I've been having a bit of a gamer existential crisis. Oh. 
I've always been loath to call myself a gamer, partly because of that particular small section of game consumers who ask for proof. Very small section, by which I mean they've got tiny... They've got very little sections. Very small sections on them. Mm. And recently, even more so. I've always considered myself a casual gamer at best. I haven't played many games, got into gaming in my late teens, and recently just don't have a lot of time to pursue the hobby. So in your opinion, what constitutes a gamer rather than just a person who enjoys game? I hate the term gamer because of the negative connotations and the worst parts of that community. That's a very good question. I, I hate it. Say. That hashtag, is my answer too. Hashtag Gamergate, all that sort of crap. I, I find the term gamer super cringe. Me too. <laughs> I absolutely do not consider myself a gamer. We often say video game enthusiast and it sounds like we're taking the piss, but really, I'd rather be called that than a gamer. Yeah. I'm just now like, gamers unite! Stand back, gamer at work, you know, all those sort of posters you can buy. Yeah, oh, it's all horrid. Door. It's patronizing. I don't Beware, like, gamer. Gamer fuel. The worst. Yeah. It's the worst. It's so a gamer chair. You don't want to be gamer a gamer, mouse. Caroline. You don't want to be a gamer, but that's just our personal opinions. Do not aspire to be a gamer. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty horrid... Uh, we've got a nice community, but largely people who refer to themselves as gamers are not the best people in the world. No. As I'm sure, you're, as, as you've said here, you've More probably like experienced lamers. it firsthand. Lamers. <laughs> huh. Got him. Also, people who gatekeep anything, whether that be being called a gamer oh, yeah. or just any gaming community in general, Dark Souls is horrific for it. Um, they're the worst. They're people dicks. People Don't gatekeep stuff. Especially, not that this this shouldn't be the case, but you being a lady, Caroline, mm. I'm assuming, um, you know, there's a whole thing, isn't there, about if, if say you had a, a sort of androgynous username, as it were, you were just called Pumpkin Eater. Headshot killer. Head, head, headshot killer, yeah. Yes. Um, you know, you're playing a game and you're, you're not on voice chat and people are being probably as respectful as they will be to each other just generally. Then the lady, headshot mm. killer, gets on voice chat and says, hey guys, good game. And there's basically two responses. Either, <sighs> oh, a lady gamer, hello. Nice to, do you want to play games with me? Add me on my friends list. Come to my house, please. Yeah, send me your bathwater. <laughs> uh, or, oh, you're a girl, prove that you're a gamer. And literally, yeah, I'm going to find you in the next round and just kill you over and over again. Because yeah. Because that's what I'm about. There shouldn't be that kind of proof. And it definitely is. I, I mean, I think it's, it's getting less of a gender thing now, but mm. there's, there's still very much a stigma there where if you're a female gamer, and you're, particularly if you're playing a boys game, can uh, you hear my air quotes if you're uh, listening on audio? Yeah. Um, then there's this weird onus on the girl gamer, as it were, to prove that she is a gamer. So, yeah, you shouldn't... I, I think you're right, Caroline, not to go around calling yourself a gamer because there are some sh sh shooty people out yeah, there. Yeah, there's some real bad, real bad eggs. Who um, will have opinions about that and you don't want to prove yourself to them because they're not worth proving yourself to. If someone who likes games finds out you like games... They're only worth talking to if they will just talk to you about games. If yeah. they if they question your your ability or your your past game playing experience, then they can go right to heck. To be perfectly frank, and uh, if people ask if I play games, you know, if they don't know me, I, I just say, oh, like I'm really into my games. Mm -hmm. I don't say I'm a gamer. Yeah, that's lame. Yeah, it's really rubbish. It's oh, it's cringe. It's it real is. cringe. So I wouldn't. I'd aim higher, Caroline. I would personally. Um, but 
gamer is a term mm. and we have been asked what constitutes a gamer. So we've done our research and here's what the internet, Wikipedia, here's what the internet has to say. I'm going to kick things off with just the Wikipedia definition of gamer. Go for it. So here we go. A gamer, sometimes also called player, player. or, and this is going to be a real, real cringe one for you. So hold on. Electronic athlete and e-athlete or athlete, athlete. E-athlete. It's in brackets in this because they're referring to it as part of a subsection of a sentence. Yeah. Is a person who plays interactive games, especially video games, tabletop role-playing games, and skill-based card games, and who plays for usually long periods of time. In some countries, such as the UK and Australia, the term gaming can also refer to legalized gambling, which can take both traditional tabletop and digital forms. There are many different gamer communities around the world. Since the advent of the internet, many communities take the form of internet forums or YouTube or Twitch virtual communities, as well as in-person social clubs. Mm. So there you go. There's a broad a broad uh, sort of definition of gamer. Yeah, but also, this is from the Wikipedia article, right? These denominations. Yes, there's the, lots of different subsections. Apparently, there's all kinds of all kinds of gamers that most of these I didn't know about. Yeah. Some of these terms are familiar to me, but... We're going to learn. We're going to learn. So, number one, this was the most surprising to me. I did not know this was a thing. Gamer, spelled G-A-Y-E-M-E-R. I've, I've mistyped that. It's just M-E-R. I was going to say, I don't Sorry. know where the E has come from. G-A-Y-M-E-R. A gamer, or gay space gamer, is a person within a the group... gay space gamer? A gay space That's gamer. An, we'll get to that one later. That's yeah. another one. Is a person within the group of people who identify themselves as LGBT. So, I mean... You know, nothing wrong with being LGBT, nothing no. wrong with liking games, but I don't like the term gamer, and I don't know why you'd want to, you'd, you'd just be like, you'd want to sort of elevate a gay it. Gamer. To the, yeah, I'm a very specific type of nerd. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I still think I like to play games is fine. Yeah. I think you, you should don't really be, have to talk about your sexuality when you're talking about games necessarily, but. But if you want to, go for fine. it. Fine. Um, Here's a word that I know. Yeah? Newbie. Yes. Commonly shortened to noob. Noob or noob. <laughs> you can probably work out the spellings in your head there. Yeah. Is a slang term for a novice or newcomer to a certain game or to gaming in general. Mm. Casual gamer. The term casual gamer is often used for gamers who primarily play casual games, but can also refer to gamers who play less frequently than other gamers. Mm -hmm. Core gamer. Core. A core or mid-core gamer. It's very it's, specific. It's a crow who plays games, yeah. isn't it? Core. Uh, is a player who, with a r wider range of interests than a casual gamer and is more likely to enthusiastically play different types of games Yay. but without the amount of time spent and sense of competition of a hardcore gamer. Wow. Do you want to read hardcore gamer, Ben? Hardcore gamer. Ernest Adams and Scott Kim have proposed classification metrics to distinguish hardcore gamers from casual gamers, emphasizing action, competition, complexity, gaming communities, and staying abreast of developments in hardware and software. Good news, everybody. Even if you don't really consider yourself that into games, you technically fall under the definition of a hardcore gamer. Yeah, pretty because much. Because through us, all things are possible. I mean, I assumed hardcore gamer was going to be like... Uh, Oh, according to Ernest Adams and Scott Kim and their classifications, a hardcore gamer is someone with exceptional skill that they have proved in global in, leaderboards. In battle. But no, it's just, I mean, 
you just have to be kind of interested in it and maybe a member of a gaming community and you're staying abreast of development. So yeah, if you're yeah. if you're watching this video games podcast which features a bit of news and discussion, mm. you're a hardcore gamer, the everyone. Chances are you're a hardcore gamer. Condolences. Or you're just into your games. Hardcore. Yeah. What's a professional gamer? Professional gamers generally play video games for prize money or salaries salaries yeah so that that's the g-spots and g-spot competitors yeah um, all at playing lal People and spotting their g's and uh, what's the other one dot dopa dopamine yeah um there are more aren't there i think a lot of people like to play uh forthright forthright yeah. and um countertop um oh yeah god there's loads aren't there really there are uh People um, are really into uh, Farcraft, Apex Leg 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 Legless, Legolas. Yeah, yeah. Apex Legolas. Call of uh, Call of Djibouti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's tons. There's tons of them. Oh, the, uh, oh, they do all the fighting games as well. Yeah, of course. Yeah, they do TikToks. Yeah, Starfighter. Uh, TikTok tag tournament as well. Um, Punch Man. Um, uh, Punch Man Three. Oh, Punch Man Turbo HD uh, Collector's Arcade Special Remix Edition. Yes. It's really popular. Soul Cauliflower. <laughs> That's one. Yes. We'll stop there. We will. You've done it. Thanks. Um, finally, retro gamer, of course, I think is fairly self-explanatory. A retro gamer is a person who prefers to play and often collect retro games, older video games and arcade games, that is. So, Caroline, if you, you can, you can self-identify with any of those categories, really. An existential crisis is not necessary. If you play games, you play games. You can define yourself however you like because those meanings are meaningless they are really. there's they don't affect your ability or, or your enjoyment of playing games whatsoever if you want to be called a gamer you can be called a gamer i personally wouldn't because it's just a it's got negative connotations Definitely. as far as i'm concerned uh but i do very much like my games the word on its own is not good i think having just read that last one i think sometimes i might refer to myself as a retro gamer but right. I think when you put the word retro in front... Hello, Peter Austin, retro gamer. Hello, Peter... Here's my card. Yeah, um, that's the thing. That's how you would... Because if you went, hello, Peter Austin, fisherman, it'd be like, oh, cool, he's into he's into fishing. That sort. Hello, Peter Austin, uh, um, uh, what's another? Painter. Painter. That's right. a fun thing you do in your spare time. It's fine. Just think how you would introduce yourself to a new person. But yeah. if you went, hello, Peter Austin, gamer, they'd go, okay. Right. Hello, I'm Peter Austin. I, I really like games. Yeah. I think that's probably a little more nuanced and there's negative connotations to video games anyway yeah but i think gamer is just a term that's a little cringe that's why i think you know occasionally if, if you put the word retro in front which I, I i maybe i maybe i've never referred to myself as a retro gamer i think i might say that i play retro games but mm. if i have done i think it's because you know the connotations with gamer are basically stinky cod boys and things like that. You know, <laughs> yeah, harassing women online. Yeah, definitely. And if you're a retro gamer, inherently that's just you sitting at home playing on your PlayStation by yourself, probably not harassing anyone or being no. being a meanie pants. Going home after a long day of work and just getting getting absolutely destroyed by fifteen year olds on Call of Duty for for half an hour and then going to bed and doing it all again. Yeah, that's that. That is what most people are. Right. And uh, I'm so glad that PlayStation's slogan isn't for the gamers. Yes. It's for the players. Yeah. Which is more, in, more, more, I think, sort of accepting. PlayStation, for the electronic athletes. Oh, God. For the e-athletes. For the e-athletes. Yeah. Well, that's that. I hope that helps a little bit, Caroline. Thank yeah. you so much. I'm now going to pass it over to Peter Austin, who is going to single-handedly mm. drop the viewer retention out of its ass by listing where you can find us on the internet. Yeah. 
Is gone? this the one where you're going to swear? Have you gone yet? Yeah. Well, people, for those of you, for those of you who didn't see, uh, what was it? Was it in our chat? Discord it may have been our Discord saying. chat. Yeah. Uh, basically, the viewer attention just completely drops off when we start doing the social medias. People stop watching, but there's always good stuff afterwards. We always sort of talk candidly about the channel and what's coming up and things. So if you stay, it's worth staying. Yeah. I'm sure audio listeners stick around, but YouTube listeners, they just go. They can't be asked. I promised I was going to swear at this point because uh, I'm allowed to because no one's watching anymore. Um, oh, f- flipping X. Whoa, okay, come on. Oh. Can you just reel it in a little bit? Damn it. Ah, come on. Oh, you absolute, you cur. Peter, you behave yourself or okay. I'm going to, I'm going to tell Aunt Gladys. Well, if the channel has not been closed after that absolute flurry of profanity, Disgusting. you can uh, check out us, uh, check check us out rather on YouTube uh, <laughs> at youtube.com forward slash team triple jump. Uh, also on Twitch, we stream on there sometimes, twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. Some, twice a week. Twice, yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Sometimes we go on there. Well, sometimes it's YouTube is what I mean. That's true. Sometimes it's Twitch, sometimes it's YouTube. Uh, Twitter and Facebook are our social medias. Team Triple Jump on those respective sites. Uh, Patreon means you can submit questions for this very podcast. Uh, that is patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. One of the other rewards is we've got a special room in our Discord just for patrons. And our Discord is bit.ly forward slash Team Triple team Jump. Tri- Sorry, Team Triple team Jump. Tri- that's all the Team Triple Jump ones. Yep. Now there's some that aren't Team Triple Jump. Okay, I'm ready. If you want the audio version of the podcast because you're watching on YouTube right now, it's play.acast.com forward slash S forward slash Triple Jump. And finally, the website is triplej.merp. That's triple J-U-dot-M-P. Fantastic. We've Thank got you, there Peter. in the end. Do you want to have a swear word? Uh, oh. Pew. <laughs> <laughs> wow, there you go. That was your payoff. Yeah. Uh, lists, they come every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, there wasn't one on Thursday this week. Uh, because unfortunately there was an editing issue. Uh, yeah. But next week, hopefully things will resume hmm. as normal. Streams every Monday, Tuesday and Thursday. Monday and Tuesday being on Twitch. Peter and I take it in turns to stream. And on Thursday, we combine our, our might and we go to YouTube. That's youtube.com forward slash Team Triple Jump forward slash live. I think we tweet about it. You're fine. It's, yeah, yeah, right. it's fine. Worst Games is fortnightly and Friday. For patrons, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Of course, there's no worse games this week, but there was one last week. It was Charlie's Angles, mm. uh, Charlie's Kurt Angles. So yes. you can go back and watch that, and there'll be another one next week, mm. too. And the podcast is every Saturday. A new show. It aired a couple of days ago, yesterday, in fact, at the time of release. Huh. We've got a cooking show now. We do have a cooking show now. It's uh, called Main Menu. It is, and it's delicious. Uh, we're still. Still nailing down the frequency at which that'll be going out. We'd like to do it every month. We'll try to do it every month. We'll probably do it every month, but we might not. There you go. I'm keeping the back door open. Triple jump. Triple jump. Well, what a political answer there. Yeah. Coming every month, asterisk, not. Not necessarily. We've got two recorded, though. Again, Uh, it's just... One of them's gone out, and the other one will probably go out next month. Yeah. yeah, we were we were saying this in uh, on something. It may have been our Discord, Discord. Patreon call that we yeah. did, but uh, we don't know for sure. We're, we're going to try our best to do one of each of these new shows. There's still one to come mm. um, every month, but some of them require way more legwork than others. And we are, while there are more of us now on the team, 
We are still a small team. We are but two men, and it's difficult. Plus one other full-time, very helpful boy called James,、mm-hmm. um, and then some freelancers who you know do what they can, but sometimes they're busy. Sometimes、yep. you know just things things go wrong. So. Yeah, so we'll 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 do our very best to get these shows to you. But at, at the very least, all of these shows are now officially, or the, you know, when the fourth one goes out in a couple of weeks' time, they will all be in circulation. The frequency of some of them will be monthly. The frequency of other ones will be sort of as and when. Yeah.、Um, but there will, you know, you'll have new stuff basically on top of this coming soon. Yeah. And、um, we hope you enjoyed the cooking show. Let us know. Let us know what you thought, and please share it around as well because、mm. sharing is is caring. It is, and it it helps immensely. And、uh, you know, it was it was a Skyrim sweet roll. So there's lots of places. You know, lots of people have that game. A,、yeah. few, a few people share it on the Skyrim Reddit. Oh, they'll be thrilled. They will. They will.、Uh, before we go,、mm. we're going to EGX. That's confirmed.、What? That's happening. No. End of October in London.、Uh, Peter and I will be there for the Wednesday. No, for the Thursday and a good chunk of the Friday、yes. as well.、Uh, we're heading off on Friday afternoon.、Mm-hmm. So if you would,、uh, if you are there and would like to see us, we'll be around. Feel free to grab us and say hello. We'll, we'll talk about it again a bit close to the time. But we've just started organising things in terms of accommodation and travel and stuff. So we are going. We、Definitely、are going to be, be at、there. EGX. So if we may bring Bilson and、uh, Small Small Dick. Along too for people who aren't watching the vod, we've got Billy Ray Warris and、uh, Dick Machinko on the desk with us. Action figure. We may bring them with us,、uh, mm. so you can say hello, or if you want a photo with、Have、them, a photo with then them. you can you can and not us, and you can do that, and that's absolutely for fine. For the low low price of six hundred pounds, six just six hundred pounds. Yeah, we could get so many incense burners. Or for, two for fifteen hundred. That is a bargain. Yeah, you should do that one.、Mm. Make sure you leave us an iTunes review on、uh, on on your. I was going to say on your platform of choice on iTunes, I suppose, <laughs>、um, or or your platform of choice. It really helps something about、um, Alan Gore's rhythms.、Mm. We're also going to be looking at maybe this next month introducing a new、um, a new sort of disease evening, to the new, world. New disease. It's it's a disease in of, of kinds of、mm. sorts. Where, like we did over E three, we did the sleepover streams. Yes, we're thinking of doing maybe a late night stream at some point in August. If people would like to come and watch that, and we'll stay up and we'll, if people donate a certain amount, we we might use your horrible suggestions to order the worst possible thing from Domino's that、Weird、we could、food. imagine: stuffed crust with no cheese on the on the actual thing, none cheese left beef, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So、uh, we'll we'll say more about that soon. But if you're interested. Uh, we would love to have you come along and、mm-hmm. and stay up、That's、late、exciting. and play some games with us.、Mm. That's it. I think we're done. That leaves just enough time to thank Jill Valentine specifically. <laughs> She's the head of the company. There are lots of people working under her, but her. Yes.、Um, is it short for Jillian or is it just Jill?、Uh, I think it's、uh, J- Jillian. It's like Jillian. Will. So it's Jillian. Jill, I am. Yeah, Jill, I am.、Mm-hmm. Jill, I am. Valentine. Thank you for sponsoring us this week. Valentine's locksmitheries.、Uh, oh, keys. You need them. Oh. Oh, Peter. Yeah. I've I've been locked out of my house area. That's okay. You can stay at mine. Great. Oh,、uh, Peter.、Mm. There there appears to be、uh, a, an a, an impossibly proportioned woman with a gun in that house. How do I get in to save her、oh. from the gun that well, she's holding? Immediately phone the police. Okay.、Um, who will arrive、uh, with with. Rifles, but what if they can't get in? Well, why don't we call? I、oh, know they've got like a battering ram. They've got no, they've got、thing. them. Okay, what if once they've got in, 
and then they've they've come out, but they've had to get a new door. But the, it's got new locks, obviously. Oh. They, how did how did they how does that person then get in? I think most high street cobblers are able to provide then a key they could cutting get a service. And they yeah. could get in. Okay. And actually, while you're there, they can mend your shoes. You can buy some suede protector. Peter, what if I'm breaking into someone else's house? <gasps> well, just head over to Jill Valentine's Lock Picks Lock Locksmitheries. Jill the Master of Unlocking.com. Jill the Master of Unlocking.com. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you, Jill. We look forward to definitely having you sponsor us next week as well. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. We'll uh, we'll be back real soon. Uh, we love you and have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Do we? Uh, I do. Okay, yeah. Bye. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 